that's the link I need. So that's the one that we would want to share with people um, to help them land on more podcast episodes. Um, they, they need these tips. I'm going to put that in the document. That way we can share these values with people as we... All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live. With Jackson Callum, I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guests guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Ultimately, I just want to go through some of the things that might help you with your vision. If you have a vision that you're pursuing, drop a link in the comments and let us know what that is. If that's a business or a brand, um, if it's a nonprofit that you run, be happy to promote it, be happy to talk to you about it. And if you'd like to apply to be on Vision Pros and be interviewed about that vision, then by all means, feel free to reach out. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder of First Class Business, co-founder of Able Health, and CEO of Podbooker. I'm really excited to be here today. Um, we are going to be talking about lead generation and lead generation, why it's not effective most of the time, how to make it effective, how to diversify it. We're going to go as deep as we can on this subject in order to really open for you the doors to really the the weaknesses, the threats, uh, the, the problems that so many entrepreneurs run into in doing this. But more importantly, we're going to be revealing a lot of secrets about how to do this the right way. I want you to win. I want you to figure out how can you effectively level up your own lead generation capabilities? Because I'll tell you what, the secret is not in the tool. It is in the mechanic, right? A hammer is just a hammer. It's just a tool. You cannot blame the hammer for not doing the job if the hammer is solid and sound. But as a mechanic, you have to be able to recognize, is this hammer solid and sound? Is this something I should be using or is it going to fail me? And you also have to know how to use it. And if you don't, that's going to be a problem. So um, one thing I haven't done at often enough is talk about our, our uh, appreciation for the water project, the cause that we support on a regular basis. The water project does drill water wells um, and helps create sand dams, things like like that, uh, technical components, borehole wells, I think they're called, um, over in Africa for people who do not have water. It's a super valid cause. Please donate a dollar to it uh, or, or whatever you can to help people get clean water. I absolutely love the project. Um, also, I don't mention Epiphany a lot. It's up here in the corner. I love Epiphany. Rick Meekins is one of my best friends. Um, he runs that company. He's got another company called Converge Marketing. I highly recommend engaging with them too. I just want to give them a special shout out because I often just move right into not talking about it. Well, without further ado, the reason why, because I want to talk to you about the, the value that we're throwing down for you today. So let's dive right in with what is lead generation. Uh, lead generation is simply your process of attracting prospects to come in and talk to you. Um, you know, and that could be through the phone, that could be online, that could be going door to door and meeting people. There's a lot of ways, a lot of tools, a lot of systems to move your business forward. And as a business owner, it's very important to evaluate those opportunities rather than just uh, try to move your life forward without thinking strategically about how you can be most effective in doing that. So one of the stories that comes to mind with that is the uh, the story about the two lumberjacks. Um, you know, lumberjacks, 
you know, there, there's two guys chopping down trees. One is old, one is young. The young one's in great shape. Um, you know, he's and uh, he's he's going at these trees like crazy. And sure enough, you know, he's he, the old man is not doing nearly as well as him in the beginning. As the day goes along, though, uh, and you get towards the end of the day, the old man has done far more work than the young man has. Has been far more productive. And he goes up to the old man and he says, well, "You know, why? Well, why? Why? How did you beat me? How did you do this? Why am I not chopping down more trees than you? I have more strength. I'm working harder." Um, you know, I'm, I'm going at it all day long and you've been taking breaks all day long. You know, you took your lunch longer than I did. You took a break between every tree that you chopped down yet. Somehow you outpaced me and, and chopped more trees down than I did. Well, the old man says, you know, while you were busy, uh, chopping away at the trees over and over with a dull ax, I was taking the time to sharpen the blade and that sharpening process of the blade it doesn't just apply to your mind. It applies to your tools as well. Many of you uh, entrepreneurs, you business owners, you executives out there spend a lot of time sharpening the mind, understanding that you need to learn more and consume more. And that's also why you're here too. You want to learn more. But I also want to challenge you to spend time to dedicate to sharpen your blade, sharpen the tools that you're using. Also, make sure you use the right tools. This is not as simple as being a lumberjack. While the lumberjack may have one, two, or 10 tools that I'm not aware of that they utilize, we all think of the ax, the chainsaw, right? But the entrepreneur has hundreds of tools to consider managing, and there's always these new shiny objects coming out of line. So you want to make sure that you're using the right tools and asking the right people to find those right tools, and you want to make sure that you're using them as effectively as possible in order to drive the result that you want to drive. So without further ado, what are some key components a lead generation should, system should have? All right, so the, the components that it should have, I mean, it should be pretty well known as a system. One of the best ways to see that is, does this uh, system have a quality? Again, I'm gonna emphasize that word, a quality following, right? A user group, well, how do you know? Um, you know, there's all these websites that claim, oh, as seen on such and such entities, uh, used by 100 billion people. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of claims out there, but you can do a little bit of digging very easily to find out what the if there's a social community that supports using that tool. That's a good indication before jumping into a new tool you never heard of. Maybe look up and see, is there a Facebook group that exists about this tool? For instance, we use Kajabi for managing our courses and Kajabi has over 40,000 users in their Facebook community. And they have a live event coming up in a couple of weeks that I get to go to, which will be a lot of fun. So I get to go there, I get to network, I get to know other people who are also building awesome courses and building great things in the world. Um, and this company would not have a live event if they were a shady tool. Um, and they wouldn't have people like Brendan Burchard presenting at the event if the tool itself didn't provide value. There's enough social proof around the tool to know that the tool itself is valuable. So what are some other key components a lead generation system should have? Um, it should be very uh, straightforward and easy to use. And I, in fact, I'm going to name some right now for you. Um, you know, some of the systems that we've used or do use, uh, Ulink for LinkedIn automation um, is a great tool. Um, it's a, a awkward looking tool. It's a little bit, it seems a little bit more on the sketchy side. Buzz.ai, another great tool, um, you know, that's that has a much nicer user interface, a much nicer experience. Um, that was cool. They use the, the Stripe page for their checkout and they're scaling like crazy. Um, so that's another good insight into if you're using your lead generation in order to run transactions and you're being told that you have to build fancy landing pages, 
um, in order to create a transaction. That's just not true. Look no further than Buzz um, as a realization of that. Flowchat is one of is our latest tool to purchase in rega regards to lead generation and managing pipelines. Phenomenal tool. I'm really really happy with the results that we've had over that had with that for the last three days, where we haven't even really gotten the system up and going yet. Here we are connecting with amazing people um, on a on a daily basis because of it. Um, I'm talking lots of people. I have so many conversations coming in right now um, that I, I can't. I, I'm struggling to keep up. Um, with the amount of conversations coming to me and my team members are all about to experience the same thing as we get each one of them set up with the same system. And so real quick, I'm going to shift gears to, you know, like, why do we do lead generation? Um, you know, and, and why would we maximize that? Why do we want more and more relationships, right? Isn't one relationship enough? I don't like to put all my eggs in one basket personally. And these baskets in this case being people, clients, prospects, and I also know that if you get on a TEDx talk, for instance, or you get on Oprah Winfrey show, um, you get out there and you're able to get your voice out there to more people, you're more likely to land in front of an audience that really, really wants to talk to you. That's why distribution is so key for entrepreneurs. That's why it's so key for your business. If you're not distributing your brand name and you're not getting out there in front of as many people as possible, it's there's, a, there's an old slain, uh, saying, slim pickings. Right. You end up having to really pick and choose what you're working with. You don't necessarily end up with the best low hanging fruit. Um, and in the case of business and especially the service industry, my goal, my job, my vision is to serve people as best I can. Well, I can serve somebody far better when they are 100 percent committed to working with me than somebody who I have to convince to work with me. I don't enjoy the process of convincing somebody to work with me, which is why we push most people who we have to convince to learn more about us through free tools and, and free things that we can provide. I'm like, you know what? I would rather give you our $99 revenue growth workbook intensive for free than you come in and speculate about my business. The, the doubting Thomases, they, they don't add value to a process. They don't inspire growth. Um, they kind of challenge it. So I'd rather you do your own research, find out if you want to work with us and then come back, right? Same thing should be true of your business. If somebody's going to come in highly skeptical of what you do, that's not a very good relationship. And that's really the essence of why you need Legion, but why you want to build it in a way that nurtures and inspires, doesn't push people away. So why do lead generation systems fall short? Again, it's not the hammer's fault. Oftentimes, the person who sells the hammer, so to speak, who sells you the Legion system, does not know how to properly execute and use lead generation. And they use manipulation tactics, coercion, high pressure. They make you feel icky or awkward. Um, you know, they, they force you to do things. Or on the other side, you buy the hammer thinking, man, this thing's going to do everything for me. This lead generation system's going to make me a millionaire overnight. And I need revenues now. And so you panic and you create systems that pressure or that beg or that are highly needy and that aren't built around the real inspiration that the customer needs, the intrigue that your prospect needs to be able to say, hey, you know what? I've never heard of this person before, but I kind of want to talk to them. I mean, I, I feel inspired. I feel intrigued. I feel attracted somehow. That's really what the lead generation systems are all about. It's about intriguing. I would write this down. It's about intriguing. It's about attracting. And it's about inspiring. Right. If you keep your messaging focused on does this message intrigue people, not does it trick people, 
right? Does it get people overly excited, um, right? Does it does it manipulate people? No. Does it intrigue people? Then does it attract them? And does it inspire, right? If you're accomplishing those three things, what's happening is you are warming your leads up. And so if you're utilizing the Legion system to be an AK-47 with the market, so to speak, and you're just blasting people with high pressure or fancy looking case studies that nobody can relate to. And they're like, well, wait a second. Like, I want to work with a human being. Then you're going to be turning off the market over and over and over. And we just we don't condone that because it, it doesn't work long term and it's not what good people do. So uh, what are the key advantages of lead generation for businesses who are looking to scale their growth? Um, well, you know, for those of you who feel that's an obvious question, again, I, I'd recommend that you um, you first comment with a question about lead generation that you want to provide, but there's so many people who don't know how lead generation helps with scale. But I also want to acknowledge that if you put it in place and you do it wrong, it's actually going to hurt your ability to scale. It's going to hold you back from scaling. So when you put it in the right system in place, though, it's going to help you scale because it gets your voice out to the world and allows you to go back to serving those who you're meant to serve, right? If I can have messaging that goes out as a business owner that represents me 100% with who I am, and the value that I provide and connects me to the type of people, right? The targeted type of people that I want to be associating with and talking to, then that's going to allow them to come to me and say, hello, hi, you know, uh, what do you have for me? Uh, you know, did you mean to send this message to me? Um, you know, hey, I'm not sure if I'm a great fit or not. Uh, you know, is, is this, I'm not sure, you know, of our alignment. Can you tell me more about what you do? Um, or they say things like, hey, you know, I've been looking for somebody that, you know, has the types of systems that you have. Can we talk about this? We get those messages too. Um, sometimes we get messages that say, hey, um, I, it looks like we align in a lot of ways. I'd like to, I'd love to jump on Zoom with you. Sometimes we get people who say, hey, um, I have a solution to help you guys scale even further faster. Um, and those are all people, that is lead generation. Those are all people who are coming to me with their style of communication. Whether their style of communication is right or wrong, I don't get to choose that. But I get, do get to decide as a leader, how am I going to receive that person, right? And is that person a good or bad person? If they're trying to force an offer down your throat, your initial instinct may be to say that person's not a good person. But I would challenge that that person is probably a very good person who's been trained very poorly by a provider. And the cool thing is, it's my opportunity on my end as a leader to help show them a new way see if I can inspire them to move their business in the right direction and to stop creating a spam jungle out of platforms like LinkedIn. Um, so what specific qualities or skills should you as a business owner have for effective lead generation? It's probably the thing that too many people avoid. Uh, they don't want to take ownership of the fact that they have things to learn in order to more effectively use the tool. Now, you can be a fantastic, I was just talking to a client about this. You can be a fantastic communicator with one group of people and a completely awful communicator with another. I do have fantastic communication skills in some parts of life. I have others that I'm not great at. A great example of this for most of us is I can speak English super well. I cannot speak Chinese. I don't even know a single Chinese word. Um, and so I'm not a great communicator for a Chinese audience. And I don't know their culture very well at all either. So I don't have the capacity to teach or talk to them or influence them or inspire them. Now, the same is true in subtle ways throughout the English language, whether it's dialect and culture and region 
or it's your ability to craft a written message. You know, some people are good at writing message. Some people are good at speaking messages. Some people are good at making messages funny. Some people can do a great job of making messages like everything you hear sound sad and and terrible. Um, and that's not a skill set I want. Um, so on the specific qualities or skills, what should you have? I highly recommend that you know how to sell, like that you learn how to sell. Um, and you have to find a sales program that you align with. There's programs that will teach you to be a sales shark and eat people alive. There's sales programs that will teach you how to serve um, and how to how to improve your ability to inspire people to make their own decisions for themselves, not manipulate them or coerce them into buying something that they don't necessarily want, which leads to buyer's remorse, which also leads to no customer loyalty, which also leads to constant cancellations and chargebacks. So the manipulation side of sales is not what I'm looking at. Um, there was a great program called the Sales Mentor. I really do like it. Um, they had a little bit of a mix um, of, of both sides, but in essence, they, they strived really hard to stay focused on the service side. Um, another good example of that is Eli Wild. Another good example of that is Jeremy Miner. Um, I prefer his program over the others from what I've seen. But going back to the basics, Sandler Sales System. Um, has a phenomenal book. And I believe the book is one of the more powerful assets in the market. And that's you can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar. It's a phenomenal book with a great strong base. Now, we also at First Class Business, we have sell systems based on each one of those entities that I talked about. We've taken the best of each one and we put them in place to help our clients understand how to tie their own personality and their own uh, careful consideration and purpose driven mission to the ability to inspire and influence people to move forward. Um, and that's a very powerful combination. So don't hesitate to ask us about that. Um, other skills and qualities, the ability to show up consistently, reliably, uh, the ability to be patient and the ability to be persistent, both can exist, patience and persistence. I highly recommend it. So um, how about knowing how to ask great questions? That's a fantastic one, Jaime. Well, it's very, very part of our system. Um, we are constantly asking questions to a point where some people will move away from us uh, upset because of the depth of questions that we ask. And that's totally fine. Um, my job is not to push people away. I actually, I believe in people and I want to give people the space to make their own decisions. And if they want to work with us or not, they have to answer the questions that make sense for us to be able to support their mission. They have to be willing to be vulnerable with us about where they're at. So specific qualities or skills. Um, another specific quality or skill, again, goes back to that writing one, having a good copywriter that also has an editor that also has a publisher. Um, I know there's a lot of copywriters in the market who claim they can do everything by themselves. That's not how copywriting works. Copywriting and content creation is a department. It's not an individual. The same is true of marketers. Marketing is not a marketing guy, a marketing gal. Uh, it's a marketing department. And if you look at it, you know, if you hear somebody try to ISO you in and say, oh, I can do all this alone there, you're not going to get the quality that you need. You need a system of audits um, in order to protect your brand and make sure that your message comes through authentically um, and clear, because sometimes we have a clear vision, but we're just not very good at articulating it in a way where other people can see that vision. And that is definitely a problem for a business owner. So you do want to have the copywriting skills or somebody on your team to fulfill that portion of your lead generation uh, strategy. That leads us to another quality or skill, delegation, right? The ability to delegate, the ability to let go um, and not control. And if it's not your wheelhouse, if it's not your expertise, then I highly recommend 
don't hire somebody cheap who's not qualified to run that side of your department or your strategy. You need to be you need to consider the art of hiring somebody who's qualified to walk walk you through that process and to help you understand it and relinquish your desire to control. I had to do that too. Um, I learned this concept when I first hired my first designers, um, not just my lead generation team members, but my designers. I fired three designers back to back. And it was on the third one where I realized like, man, um, you know, is it them or is it me? And I realized it was me and I needed to communicate better and improve my ability to recognize their skill set and understand how to speak to them more clearly as a leader and how to honor them as a human being and individual too. It's a very powerful lesson. We're going to skip it for now. You can ask me about that anytime you want to, by the way. Uh, but in relation to lead generation, the same is true. You need to know who to delegate to. You need to know what reports you should be asking for. You need to know um, what effect the messaging will have, good and bad, on your reputation in the marketplace. So secrets are strategies for top-notch lead generation. Um, one of the greatest secrets that is probably uncomfortable to learn is you are more valuable than the tool itself. And you are really the, the reason why it fails or why it succeeds. Um, I would not just buy in to somebody's program and then blindly follow their advice for how you do lead generation. You do need to verify that with, uh, you know, a couple of references to um, the power of an audio clip. Right. When you're when you're meeting somebody through LinkedIn or you're meeting somebody through Facebook, there's a little button with a microphone. And if you click that and you say, you know, hey, my name is Jackson. And then you go into your message, um, you know, perhaps you uh, don't do these things as, as, a, as a tactic, by the way. If you do these as a tactic, you're going to burn, you're going to hurt people and you're going to hurt yourself. And that's not going to help you with lead generation. But typically when I have somebody who connects with me um, and I see that they have, I, I assess what is the quality? Are they a business owner, um, you know, or an executive? Do they have a nice profile picture where they represent themselves and actually care about their image? Uh, do they have a header image that represents their brand well? Have they been seen on, on different uh, news channels, for instance? Is their messaging centered around serving others? Um, you know, do they have a track record? Do they have recommendations? There's a lot of things I could potentially look at. I scan for the authenticity, um, and this is through years of practicing the art of pre-qualifying individuals. I find the point of common interest typically. Um, and then I know that all of those, this person wouldn't have a quality image if they didn't care about themselves. They wouldn't be talking about helping the world if they were um, focused on selling the world. Um, and so I can now easily craft a message and say, hey, my name is Jackson. It's great to meet you, Lisa. Um, you know, I'd love to have a Zoom call with you. It looks like we have uh, amazing alignment on what our purpose in life is. Um, if you can spare 15 minutes, um, we can do that. Also, I'd love to consider hosting you on my show, Vision Pros Live, right? I have that asset I can invite people to um, and say, hey, come join me on this show. Um, that, that's a fantastic value point that I get to give away because I have this podcast and this live stream. You can create the same. It does not have to be fancy. I did not start with these banners and these logos and these questions or topics. Uh, I didn't start with the music. I started raw and real and genuine, authentic with what I had, and I got going and built momentum um, in order to inspire others to do the same, uh, because you don't have to have all the fancy to win. You just have to care. And oh, I should say just you have to care. You have to work hard. You have to do the right work um, and you have to work smart, too. Um, all, all of those things, in my opinion, matter when you're scaling to the degree that I want to scale 
my businesses do. So those are some of the secrets. Um, now talking about some of the strategies, it really depends. Um, let's pull up the, the trade show chart, Jaime, because it showcases uh, the context of when are you contacting people? Why are you contacting them? And with what purpose, um, you know, what state of mind or presence are they in? So this is something I designed a long time ago. It applies today. If you are going to a trade show or you want to, if you want to maximize your trade show, I've never seen anybody know how to build trade shows the way that I and my team know how to build them. I highly recommend working with us on it. This is what's called our trade show funnel. And it's all about the process of lead generation. So uh, can we can we zoom in on that? Yeah, let's go. So it says at the trade show, it says pre-show on the left-hand side, at the trade show, and then it says post-show or after the show on the right-hand side. All right, so why does that matter? Well, when you're lead generation, when, when you're lead generating and you're reaching out to prospects, you want to meet the prospect where they are, right? In the middle of what they're thinking about. So for instance, you all know this, my post-show follow-up, like, hey, it was great to meet you at the show, would not be applicable for a pre-show message. They haven't been to the show yet. You know, the show hasn't even happened yet. It would be awkward. Well, most of most of the plans that I see, they're so basic. They're so uh, one-dimensional. And then they get fired off. Like, I hate this. They're, 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 I do hate this message. This message comes out. all. If you've had this message on LinkedIn, say I in the comments or say like, oh my gosh, I hate it too. Um, there's a message that goes out. It's been going out for like 10 years now. And it says, hey, it looks like we have some mutual connections. Um, you know, we should we should catch up sometime. Like everybody, not everybody, obviously those people wouldn't be doing it, but most people know that that's automated. And it's just cringeworthy too. It's like, dude, really? Like you're going to, contact me, you know, about the potential mutual connections we have and like try to sneak in the door that like, where's the value in that? You know, like, why don't you try to be valuable instead, you know, or reach me as a human being and just say, hi, how are you? And let your profile talk for you. If you're really that valuable, right? You say, hi, how are you? Like, yeah, I might be a little bit skeptical, but when you come across nice people, like I consider myself a pretty nice guy in those scenarios, I'm going to say hi. Because you're being a genuine person, like you're not trying to do something weird. So the context of what the strategy should be based on the context and the frame of mind and situation that your prospects in. So back to this chart, let's zoom in a little bit further, Jaime, over on the pre-show. And you'll notice that there's three different icons on the left-hand side. There's the AdWords, Facebook, email. Okay. These are just examples. You've got YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all sorts of channels where the communication has to be adjusted in order to be effective on those channels. But if it's before an event or a trade show, then it's very important for you to consider inviting those people to catch up with you at the show, right? Or at the event and let them know like, hey, um, you know, I, I see we're interested in the same event. Um, you know, And if you're using Facebook ads, for instance, you can actually target the event um, and create an ad letting people know that you want to introduce yourself to them. Or you can use something like Flowchat, which I love, and you can actually go to the events Facebook group. You can import all of the all of the people who are in that group into Flowchat and then drag and drop people to the next stage where it automatically copies whatever messaging you've decided to choose to inspire people to connect with you. And that's what we're doing for the Kajabi event. I want to be connected to as many people as possible who are going to the Kajabi event prior to arriving. Why? I want to have fun at that event. 
I want to create synergy. I want to invite people on my show. So I've got Jody and I planning for tomorrow morning. She's over in the UK. She's coming out. She's one of the, the masterminds uh, that goes to the event and just does some really cool stuff outside of it. She doesn't work for Kajabi, but she is one of their leaders within their community. And I'm super excited to plan with her. So I, I sent her an audio clip back to the manual process. After we got connected in the, I just connected her in the group and because I saw she was a leader. Um, praise her for something that she gave a value. It was like some code thing that was like super valuable. And I was like, it's awesome. I tagged a team member on it. And then I sent her a message, um, you know, and it said, thanks. I'd love to catch up. I'm new to the Kajabi community. Um, and she was super graceful about it. Then I sent her an audio clip and I said, Hey Jody, you know, if you're up to it, I'd love to have you. Um, I, I'd love to go live with you on StreamYard or meet via Zoom and several other uh, people before we get to the event and start building some friendships and, you know, exchange some ideas on how we can grow. And she's like, and she, she responds almost immediately. I love that. That'd be awesome. Right. And we're now moving forward based on a mutual value and benefit that could very well lead us to start talking about how we could do business together. Um, but that agenda, right. Of what I might want to, I guess what you might want to sell, do yourself a favor and shelve that show up to serve. Show up to do what is best for those that you're serving. And it's phenomenal how great people will reciprocate in your life when you do that. So moving over a little bit, uh, let's pull that down just a tad where it says branding. There's a conversion campaign. I'm sorry, I pull it up. I, I said down. Um, there's the branding campaign and the conversion campaign, right? So why do we do both of these and why do we recommend it? One is designed uh, you know, as uh, to go right for the sell and to push an offer. If you're going to do that, you're going to have, um, you know, higher amounts of people who pay faster, but more likely a risk of your reputation and people who get disgruntled and want chargebacks. You can build a masterpiece of a conversion funnel and convert fast. Tesla did it from stage with the Model S car. Uh, somebody who's Jake Larson is really good at building these as well. Video power marketing. Uh, so is Travis Chambers, who was formerly one of the chamber and now is building some really cool hotel in the desert. Um, they're very good at driving masterful conversion campaigns. The challenge with it is if you get one or two aspects wrong, you're going to damage your reputation in the market. Um, and it's far more beneficial to build a branding campaign alongside it and keep your conversion campaign fairly soft initially and build some goodwill up. That polar bear, bear, polar bear, polar bear with Coca-Cola um, it has a, a profound effect on the market. I wish their product was healthier considering um, how much we all you know, love that polar bear. Um, but great marketing doesn't have to be done for bad products. Great marketing should also apply to the great products that exist too. So your pre-message show, your, your, your pre-show message rather, is going to look very different and have different copy than at the trade show. Let's move to the next section. At the trade show, you have different types of lead generation methods as well. For instance, uh, so let's move that over, Jaime, to the middle um, where it says at the booth interaction, raffle contest program, and then it says speaking engagement, dinner, or performance, right? So at the booth interaction, when you're meeting somebody, you're going to shake their hands, hopefully, um, and you're going to give them a business card or they're going to give you a business card, right? You need to know how to introduce yourself. When I was in the restaurant industry um, and we were we were working with restaurants. Our first day at the National Restaurant Association show, we didn't know how to pre-qualify all of the 60,000 people who were walking through nine and a half miles of trade show booths. It took us a couple of hours to get our group. We finally settled in on the best question that got people roped in or quickly moved people away. And that was, do you have a full service restaurant? 
And when we asked that question, do you have a full service restaurant? Anybody who didn't, didn't know what we were talking about. We were able to say, okay, have a fantastic show and day. If they did have a full service restaurant, they would stop and say, yes, I do. They were kind of caught off guard by it. And it was intriguing, right? And then we had to inspire them in order, we had to attract them rather in order to look at what we were doing in the booth. And then we were able to inspire them by hearing them out, uh, showcasing, you know, our people skills to be able to talk to them and move them forward towards wanting to receive a text message or an email or book an appointment with us to evaluate our software, which would lead to a phone call um, or Zoom call, meeting in person, whatever it is you want to do with that. The raffle contest program, same thing, lead generation, but lead generation based on a giveaway, which is a completely different style of messaging then. And you can do this through Facebook, you can do this through Buzz, you can do this through all sorts of means. But the key is when you're at the stage where you're an unknown entity, people are going to have a fear of stranger danger. They're not going to know you. They're not going to trust you. They're not going to like you. It is their duty and responsibility as a survival instinct to say no. And you want to encourage that, not long term, but you want to encourage that to let them know you're also a human being who understands that engaging with a stranger is a unique experience. And if there's not, if they're not exposed to all the authority that you have or the credibility that you have or the systems of value that you offer, then we should be in a position to where we honor that fear um, and because it's justified. You know, they're, they're worried. Are you the type of person who's going to save them from the ledge they're on? Or are you the type of person who's going to push them off and doesn't understand the consequence of how it can impact their life? All uh, right. That's that's something that's was very important to be aware of. Speaking engagement, dinner or performance. So one of the things that I recommend doing at uh, engagements is offering to host a VIP dinner, right? Finding the leader uh, as high up as you can get and say, hey, I'd love to host a VIP dinner for, you know, some of your special people. If that's not already on the docket, it's amazing how many events don't have something like that prepared or planned. And like, well, you know what? Uh, we can't do a dinner, but we're excited about it. How about we do a lunch? Um, you know, like let, let's do that. Or do you want to do a raffle off? Next thing you know, your name is being presented. You're becoming a friend of the system, uh, not an outsider. So uh, awesome opportunity to upgrade your strategy there. Let's move on to the post-show follow-up, right? This is where I see most uh, businesses struggle is at the show. They have a very weak engagement. And then after the show, Jaime, if you can move over uh, to the right side, um, then we can look at that. So the, the branding campaigns and conversion campaigns still exist. And it's very important to engage with people after the show. You have a window there where you can say, hey, um, it was great to meet you at the show or hey, I really wanted to meet your booth and we didn't get the chance to go by and, and say hi. Um, you know, can we form some type of collaboration? Usually that's one of the safest approaches, right? Is, is jump in with a collaboration and come into the call with a collaboration attitude of respect for what they do, hear them out fully, see where they take you with that. In the worst case scenario, if you hear them out fully and see one of two things gonna happen. Um, they're either going to bow out and not sell you because you ask great questions and they realize they're not in a great position to sell to you, or they're going to provide a solution to you that based on your questions should have led to you evaluating whether that solution makes sense or not. And if it doesn't make sense or you don't have certainty about it, then say, you know, I need more information or say, this is not the time for us. Um, but if it, if it, and if it doesn't make sense, just tell them no. Like, hey, no, like, uh, this is not a good solution for us. We do have a great provider that we're committed to, but we would love to maintain the friendship respect and relationship. Maybe there will be an opening down the road, right? You can do you can do that. You can say no to people and they won't get offended if you are willing to be clear with them. On the flip side, they very well could, um, you, you could, like I said, want to buy from them. 
Uh, I have bought from plenty of people who came into my meeting um, and they had a value. And I was like, you know what, Carolyn, uh, your book's amazing. Um, and I looked it up while I was talking to her. I saw the quality of it. I saw the reviews. I saw the message and I was like, that is absolutely a product I can support. And so while I'm on the call with her, I literally purchased her book. I went ahead and showed her that I purchased her book. And she's like, wow, Jackson, look, that's the first time that's ever happened live on a call. I've never seen me do that before. Um, and as you guys know, I do things a little differently than others. Um, and that's just part of, uh, part of what I enjoy about life. So what are some powerful tools for lead generation? Um, again, the audio clip messages. You can go through so fast. Um, look at profiles and send an audio clip. In May of last year, I believe it was, um, I had a I had a series of people who were all connected to me through our automation system. And I believe we were using New Link at the time to do our automation system. And there was all these people. Some of them had positive responses, some of them had negative responses, right? Um, and I went in and I, I'm, I'm pretty good at turning people around who have their, their condescending approaches and, and help them expand their mindset and realize like, oh, wow, okay, this guy is a legitimate person, especially when I use audio because people can hear the sincerity, the energy, the cadence, the tone of my voice. Um, and it has a much stronger impact than if I were to just try to hide behind, you know, a text message conversation. So I went through May of last year <clears throat> and I spent 90 minutes on a Friday night going through and quickly sending these audio clips. And that night, that 90 minutes turned into 32 appointments booked in 90 minutes. Why? Because I know my cell systems. I know how to influence people. I know how to inspire people to jump on a call. I'm not scared to meet with people. And I'm not, uh, and, I, and I'm very efficient uh, I because I practice. And when you practice and practice and practice and you go through the fundamentals on a daily basis, you can create incredible, amazing results. Um, so what are some other powerful tools for lead generation? As I mentioned, uh, Buzz.ai is a great one. Uh, Flowchat, um, th th those are the two that I uh, turn to the most in terms of, of uh, I don't want to call Flowchat an automation tool, but it does automate a lot of the processes behind the scenes. Um, advertising. Um, and as, as, as hated as that term might be for small business owners, it's one of the most important mechanisms. It's one of the big reasons why every company that I know that's big with the exception of Tesla has an advertising budget, but you should be using, utilizing, you know, something like the, the dollar a day um, plan that Dennis Yu puts out in the world and talks about, you know, boosting a post with a dollar, two or three dollars in order to start figuring out what messages are resonating with your audience, right? If you're boosting the post and you're targeting an audience, right, that either reads a magazine related to your industry or is part of a, a community in your industry that's large enough to target or that has the interests, you know, or the age range and the, you know, there's so many ways that you can, you can create your preferred audience and then you run those ads. And no, I'm not talking about um, mass, max capacity lead generation from the start. I'm talking about you getting comfortable with systems that you've been avoiding learning about for far too long. And it's much healthier to have a dollar a day gym membership contribution to advertising. That way you're not breaking the bank, but you are learning responsibly about the tools that could help you scale once you get your mindset settled in on the reality that you can scale your brand. Um, so I wouldn't be listening to this or looking at this either if you weren't in a position to where you did want to scale. But if you are in that position, I'm trying to save you years of hassle by helping you realize that really, if you're not, if you're not in a scaled position right now, there are limiting beliefs that you have that are holding you back from the process. And whether you trust me or you trust somebody else to help you bridge that gap and figure it out, 
it's very important to go to somebody who's further along the track path than you and ask them, how do I get past myself? Right? How do I grow beyond where I've been able to grow to? Um, and you know, you turn in the humble card. Um, I do it all. I still do it to this day all the time. When I went with Flowchat, for instance, and signed up the other day, when I got on my call with Chris, and I got on my call with Sean to talk to him about the process and Hannah, um, you know, their, their sidekick in this, Hannah did a phenomenal job, by the way, on, on her call. When I got on the call with Chris, I said, listen, man, I've been in sales a long time and I want to know your process. How are y'all doing this? I want to make sure we, we maximize everything that you're doing on your end. And I'm open for feedback to optimize my processes. That doesn't mean I'm abandoning my processes. That doesn't mean I'm ignoring my coach, right? I'm not, I, I never, I hate that wall when people say, I already have a coach. You know, that I hate it because I feel bad for people. I'm like, why would you limit yourself like that? The, the most successful people in the world have many coaches, right? What, may, what, what makes you so scared in life that you have the need, um, you know, or, or the, the belief that I, I only need uh, one coach in life. Um, you know, it's just, it's just not practical. Um, and I, I, again, I feel bad for people in that situation, but it drives me a little bit crazy. Um, so how do you evaluate your lead generation tools? Um, I recommend that you evaluate them by also asking third parties what they think of those lead generation systems. You can also post online vulnerably and say, you know, I'm considering these, this lead generation tool do you recommend it or you recommend something else? Especially if you go into a community like the Go High Level community, I think it's called, you have to be a member of Go High Level or have that system. Um, we're a member, we do pay for that system monthly and our clients get access to it for free from us for working with us. So uh, you can get into the Go High Level community. You can ask a question like that or the Bonjoro community, another great system tool. Um, I bet Buzz has a, a community, I haven't looked yet, but you go in that community of successful people, ask that question, and it's amazing how many people will step up and answer the question for you and say, not that tool, this tool. And then you get like 10 people who like it and say like, yes, that's the way to go. You look at their credentials. Now you have a better process of figuring out what tools should be, you be using in the marketplace. Always ask um, other people who are along the path what they're using for their growth. Some common challenges or pitfalls businesses encounter with lead generation. I would say the most common one is giving up. You know, throwing in the towel and saying this doesn't work, um, you know, and, and getting fed up with it. Um, my children do that when they're fed up with something sometimes. You know, they, they just want their own. I bet Jaime's child, young child, gives up on things sometimes, you know, and it's important to re-inspire them. As adults, you know, like if this, if you have a true vision and a passion for what you do, then the sooner you learn to not give up on things and to, to fight through it and to figure out the process, the sooner your vision will become more clear, more powerful to those around you. So that's probably the biggest one is the, the head trash um, that, that might be holding you back. Um, other challenges that people fall into is they victimize themselves. Um, you know, they blame the provider um, for not for not providing the service, not providing a tool. Well, the, the tool is there, especially if we're talking about implementing a tool. Um, do providers overhype their solutions? A lot of times they do, right? So what can you do to more to, to create a more comprehensive analysis of how that tool is going to impact your business, right? At the end of the day, that is on our shoulders. So anytime where I've purchased a tool and I didn't get what I wanted to out of it, I've learned in life to look back and then say, okay, what did I do wrong in this picture? Um, not how do they take advantage of me in this situation? Now, <clears throat> if the contract, you know, that you sign has a guarantee on it, that's a different story. Uh, you know, if the contract has a guarantee on it and a promise on it associated with if you do these steps and you do all those steps or you agree to do all those steps and they are fulfilled, then 
you have every right, you know, to ask for your money back. Um, and if they, they don't honor that, then that's the situation where, um, you know, I would say that, yeah, you, you did get taken advantage of in the situation. Um, so you, so again, how do you protect yourself against that though? Um, well, you still have to look at it and say, all right, well, what did I learn from the scenario so that I can move forward, um, with more purpose the next time I get a system? Um, so another, uh, another pitfall that happens is if you go into the automation world and you do these, uh, tactics, you're likely to get shut down. Um, you're likely to have your LinkedIn account suspended, um, or your Facebook account blocked. There are regulations, um, in terms of how many people you can invite, invite as friend requests or connections per day. There are regulations um, in terms of how many messages you can send out per day. Um, there's regulations against, uh, you know, how many emails you can send to people, etc. There's all sorts of regulations that exist. And so if you're going with an entity that is cutting corners left and right, then you might want to uh, be aware that they might decide to cut corners in re regards to the regulations and you might lose some of your best online assets. Um, that's not something to be scared of. That's something to research. Right? That's something to then talk to an entity who may be able to help you bridge that gap um, without you having to worry about them going outside the bounds of what's okay, what's practical, and what makes sense for the tool at hand. Um, and why do you need to diversify your lead generation? Um, again, back to the concept, I don't want all my eggs in one basket. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't need every element of the bridge. Um, you know, I don't need a bridge that the size of uh you know, the San Francisco bridge, for instance, I might not for my city right now, you might not, but is your bridge, are your bridges adequate for the community size that you want to build and scale to? Um, one of the, one of the common mistakes in sales that I see younger entrepreneurs make in regard to this, that teaches me how small their brand and businesses um, is, you know, they don't ask the question, where did you hear about us from? Um, you know, and that should be part of your process of, of pre-qualifying somebody who's on your calendar is where did you hear about us from? Now, to you, it might be obvious that they came through your LinkedIn uh, profile um, because maybe that's the only bridge you have to a community. Um, and if your prospect knows that and learns that, they have every right to fear working with you because you as a small provider probably aren't going to survive. Um, with one channel access to wealth, um, you know, and, and profitability. On the flip side, um, if somebody comes in my funnel and they say, you know, they ask, how did you learn about us? And say, well, obviously it was your LinkedIn. Um, you know, I, I can respond. I can listen to that and understand and say, oh, um, that was the first time you heard about us. And they, you know, thank you for letting me know. Um, and they can go, oh, um, well, yeah. Like where else would I? Okay, well, I, I didn't know if you, Heard about us through a podcast, um, you know, or you would join our Facebook group. Um, I knew that you came through LinkedIn, um, but it's possible we've been in each other's circles for years without knowing it. Oh yeah, no, you're you're right. That uh, that makes sense. Um, and yes, it does make sense. Um, so it's very important as a as a leader to be aware that um, when we ask questions, we don't ask the questions to manipulate. We ask the questions so that we can gain context, and that context is supposed to lead us to a stronger relationship and the stronger relationship leads us to be a better service provider to the entity that we're providing a service to. So uh, I hope you found value in today's conversational lead generation. If you do have a specific question um, that you want to uh, you want to get addressed, I'm happy to do a private uh, Loom video recording for you 
don't hesitate to ask uh, for specifics. We didn't go over the reports I was hoping to go over, but we are out of time today. Let's hear Jackson, what powerful resource can we share with the audience today? Um, Jaime, it's your call, man. Um, I do think that the, you know, one call I will make the revenue growth workbook intensive that's $99. Um, let's go ahead and drop a free version of that um, in the comments so that anybody who wants to use revenue growth workbook intensive can download it and use it for free and have the seven minute walkthrough video that I, I walk you through as fast as I can why we use that video for our power campaigns at Video Power Marketing for every single client we launched, whether that was Nordic Tracks, uh, Super Viral Video Dance Off, or their uh, 10 Most Annoying People at the Gym uh, back in the day. Uh, that one was so politically sketchy that I, I believe they've removed it since then. Um, you know, Or uh, John Lee Dumas's uh, Entrepreneur on Fire Mastery Journal um, that, that we did that Kickstarter campaign for, or Ryan, Ryan Blair's book launch, uh, Rock Bottom to Rockstar, great book, by the way. Uh, great, great leader. Um, and so there's that that tool can help you plan out your irresistible offer so that you can put an irresistible on the offer that uh, out in the market that people will click in droves and give you the opportunity to talk to them about what's that level up look like? How could we possibly work with you or why should I work with you? Then it's up to you to know how to inspire and attract them. Unless, again, you work with first class business um, so we can help you become more attractive and more inspiring by clarifying your vision, your culture, your leadership, and putting together some super awesome marketing with you. So with that said, thanks for coming on Vision Pros. We're happy to have you. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Drop a comment, uh, like the show, share this with others if you if you feel it will be of value to somebody else who's looking for lead generation. Our goal on that is to ultimately eliminate all these tactic-driven systems um, and help people understand the value of showing up with true value So, um, uh, to the market and actually uh, building a relationship rather than forcing the issue um, and trying to get somebody to buy from you for the wrong reasons. So have a fantastic rest of your week and I will see you next week. Bye everybody. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. We optimize them as the months go by. This is going to get more and more fun. Um, we'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for uh, for giving us your time and attention. And have an 